Oh, yeah. Feeling good as we're back into Thursday. And speaking of, time for our weekly wellness update with our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. Find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut. And Laura joins us here now. Hey, Laura, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Good afternoon. Okay, this week uh, we're going to talk about Wordle, which, of course, is the word game that has been sweeping the Internet for uh, months now. Uh, by the way, Laura, are you a Wordler? You know what? I haven't actually played. Um, I haven't tried that yet. So, no, I'm not. No, me neither. And for a couple of reasons. First of all, I don't even know if Wordler is a word. So I'm not good with words or word games. And honestly, I tried it a couple of times. I get enough frustrations in my life. I don't know if I need to add to it on a daily basis, trying to crack the code on the latest five-letter word. You know what I'm saying? No, it doesn't test your patience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It's a big test of uh, patience. So, uh, But having said that, I mean, there's a lot of people that are really enjoying uh, Wordle and can hardly wait to play each and every day. And just wondering, you know, what do you think about Wordle and when it comes to our health and our uh, wellness? Is it a good distraction for a lot of people? And does playing Wordle, do you think that, does it make us maybe smarter? Okay, so I think it's a better distraction than maybe the first thing you do in the morning is like doom scrolling. And we talk about this a lot on social media and getting, you know, down this rabbit hole where we're searching, 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 and searching. Um, so maybe it's a great way to make you think in the morning if you're not like reading the the paper or reading a book or uh, watching the news. So I think it's probably better than um, some other options that a lot of people do. And I find that, at least for me, a lot of people post it in the morning that they tried um, Wordle and they cracked that code for the day and it makes them feel good. So I can see from an overall wellness perspective that it could make people feel good. Hmm. Um, in terms of though, I mean, I'm also saying this, but I've never tried it myself. Um, but I'm also not good at Scrabble either. So I find that <laughs> <laughs> very distracting for me. Um, but so far from what the research that I've seen, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're smarter than the average person if you're good at this game. Yeah, because there's uh, some research done recently looking into whether or not Wordle is actually making players smarter. I would have to think at the very least, maybe you're learning some new words uh, occasionally, right? Uh, you're adding to your vocabulary, and that's a good thing. I, mean, I think it's a great thing, just like Scrabble. I mean, but some of the research are saying with Scrabble, people or players recognize words faster. Um, and then there's something called this vertical orientation. And I didn't even know that existed. But that means that people look at this visual pattern or symbols and then not necessarily letters. So I can see how with Scrabble and these games, it can enhance your vocabulary. And I think that's great. But um, apparently some people are saying that Wordle is only five letters. So you're only going to know or enhance your vocabulary with words that are only five letters. But I still think that's great. Yeah, me too. And you know what? I think you've kind of changed my perspective in the last couple of minutes on this because you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people do go to Wordle first thing in the morning and instead of looking at it as a challenge or a frustration, you're absolutely right. It's an opportunity maybe to grow a little bit, enhance your vocabulary, and also, you know, better than doom scrolling right away first thing in the morning. And uh, whether you and I have talked about this from time to time, whether you meditate for 10 minutes when you get up uh, first thing, or maybe you do uh, Wordle, it's a kind of a nice distraction, carefree distraction, and maybe a good way to start the, your day for some people. Yeah, and I think, too, I mean, you don't need to necessarily know the meaning of the word. You don't need to pull out your dictionary. But if it's just something where you crack this little puzzle or code and you feel good and you go on with your day or you can do it in breakfast, I think that would be a better option uh, for a lot of people. 
And it doesn't necessarily have to be Wordle. It can be, you know, a, a word search, a puzzle, uh, anything, I guess, that uh, you enjoy, right? Uh, might be a, a really good and healthy way to start your day. Yeah, I think word searches are great, or even um, how they have the adult coloring books. I find that those are very therapeutic. Okay. Also want to do a talk this week with you on our uh, weekly uh, wellness update here with uh, Laura DeSanctis. Uh, Laura, you want to talk about uh, room colors. Room colors. So I don't know if you've ever felt this way, Jeff, but I felt for me that when I go into certain rooms and I know it's a color, it has like a calming effect or it helps. I feel like it relieves stress. And then I started to do a little bit digging and there is something called um, room psychology and how room colors, they can really impact your mood. Did you know about this? I did not know about this, but uh, this does make sense because I think uh, emotions and feelings and colors are all very connected, aren't they? Yeah. So um, it's called room color psychology and certain colors, even groups of colors uh, tend to receive a common reaction for most people. So uh, when they did some studies and they took a closer look at what colors can do for a room, um, and you can do a simple Google search, anyone can do this and look it up, but there's certain um, moods you can create with color. So you can match the mood in your color. So red is a really intense color. So red, if you paint your walls red, this supposed to convey um, a high energy level and it can stimulate passion and love, sometimes anger and power. And we see red a lot for Valentine's Day. Um, for me, I really gravitate to colors like yellow and the white. So yellow, yellow captures the joy of sunshine. So when people walk in a room, they feel happiness. Um, pink is supposed to be the common color of love. So it's associated with love and kindness. So I didn't realize that there's so much association with colors and mood, um, but I, I thought it was incredible. Yeah. So do you think, I don't know, interior designers or even people that are just thinking about, uh, you know, slapping a fresh coat of paint on their place that uh, they really need to maybe think about, uh, you know, the room they're putting the paint in and what that does uh, for your mood. For example, if it's your kitchen, usually that is an area that's, uh, you know, full of activity and high energy. So you'd want a color to match. Yeah, I think especially when you think about what colors you want to paint your house or where there's lots of activity, your kitchen would be one of them, especially even your bedroom, because that's a place of like peace and relaxation and where you want to rest. So pay attention to those colors and, and the mood that you want to incorporate. Because um, I find for me, when I think my bedroom, it's a, it's a place of rest. It's a place of peace and restfulness. So I like those light colors. So considering like that color psychology when you're going to be painting, um, I don't think, you know, having a red in your bedroom would be something if you're looking at the room color psychology is something that you'd like because it's more high energy. So thinking of uh, different places in your house and what colors to use um, can really help alleviate supposedly stress as well. Mm -hmm. So if we're looking at uh, maybe painting our bedroom and it's a place of peace and we want rest and we, you and I have talked about this time and time again, just how important a good night's rest and sleep is, what are kind of some of the traditional common colors that people should maybe think of when it comes to their bedroom? That's a great question. I love this question, Jeff. And I didn't even realize this until I did some research, but surprisingly green is supposed to help relieve stress and help with fertility. So that's supposed to be a really great choice for the bedroom. Uh, blue, supposed to help lower blood pressure uh, while slowing your respiration and heart rate. And then also purple or lighter shades of purple like lavender and lilac because that's going to help bring a relaxing quality to the bedroom without the risk of feeling too cold. So green, blue, and purple. All right. Great stuff and very, very interesting. Laura, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much. And we will talk again next week. Good. Thank you. All right. There's Laura DeSanctis, our wellness expert. Again, find her on Instagram at go with your gut and we're back after this you're listening to the jeff MacArthur show
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.